there's already that trend line of consumers moving to these channels. So it's really important, as we said earlier, for brands to get prepared for that coming kind of environment where consumers want to be. Because if you're not there, then certainly your competitors and others will be. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast, conversations with industry leaders on new trends and products that can grow your business. Today, host Jordan Rogers-Smith sits down with Miku Jha, Director of Applied Innovation for Business Messaging and Ads here at Meta, and Vikas Bambri, Director of Sales and Customer Experience for Customer, which was recently acquired by Meta. Together, they'll be taking a look at business messaging and discussing how it can be an innovative solution for customer communication and engagement. Without further ado, I'd love for you both to sort of introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about your role and what it is you do here at Meta, as well as really sort of what is it that interested you in business messaging and how you ended up being so passionate about this space? And, you know, Miku, I'd, I'd love to start with you. Thanks, Jordan, and lovely to be part of this panel today. I'm Miku Jha. I lead applied innovation engineering team at Meta focused on business messaging and ads. Prior to this, I was the founder of AIML Startup, where we were using AIML to reduce food waste. And what got me and keeps me really excited about business messaging is essentially it's a paradigm shift in how we interact with businesses. And from Meta's perspective, having three messaging platforms with WhatsApp, Instagram, Direct, and Messenger, we are essentially touching more than four, you know, touching a big portion of 4.5 billion business interactions, which happen between people and businesses on a daily basis. So at that scale, bringing transformative experiences to users across the globe in this paradigm shift is something which is pretty hard to beat. So I'm super excited in terms of sharing some of that learnings with everyone here and also talking a little bit in depth about business messaging. Well, Miku, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Vikas, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. Vikas Bambri, I'm responsible, as you said, Jordan, for the sales and customer experience for customer with a K, which is a CRM for customer service platform that Meta acquired earlier this year. And one of the things that I'm so excited about business messaging, as Miku said, you know, the paradigm shift, it really is now the channel of choice for people to communicate with their friends and family. So now shifting kind of like voice did several generations ago and just became the common form of communication for folks, messaging is now the preferred communication channel for many folks with their friends and family. And within Meta, taking that now to communicate between business and consumer is that next shift. And it's exciting for me because the consumer doesn't need to learn anything new. It's something they're quite comfortable with. It's a, a platform they enjoy. The benefits of messaging are that you can do it at your leisure, at your pace, just like you, re you respond to your friends and family. You don't have to immediately respond. And so having that same interaction with a brand is now something that is being done across the globe. And this is very powerful with, because which you just touched upon, because this is what is causing that spill, if you will, because as a user, we have already been through the shift of how we interact in private communication. And now the expectations are more or less set that we expect the similar experience, similar simplicity, similar convenience, similar speed in our interactions with businesses as well. So it's a very interesting spillover, which is happening as an outcome from what we have already experienced 
in our private communication. And so when we actually think about what we actually mean by business messaging, you know, my experience to date naively of business messaging is those SMS texts that you get to rate the agent on the phone that you just spoke to or that delivery update that tells you your delivery will be here between nine and six. And it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it gives you some sense of utility for no better word. And so in the context that we're thinking of now and in this discussion around business messaging, you know, Miku, you started to touch upon it there, but like, what is it that, what does actually business messaging mean now? And and what is it going to mean in the future for businesses who adopt this technology and start thinking about it in that way of bridging that, that gap that consumers currently want to bridge with? Sure, Jordan. And I think we have come a long way at a pretty rapid pace from that initial perception of business messaging, which you just touched upon. I think today, in its simplest form, business messaging is any interaction that happens between a person and a business over a messaging thread. And when we say messaging thread, it's not just SMS. It's inclusive, of course, text. It's inclusive of media, voice, video, data, all of that, right? So one way to put a case in point, right, as I shared, what's happening is that around 5 billion business interactions happen every day today, but a lot of that, a majority of that is still over phone, it's still over email. And there is this acceleration which is happening to bring that onto a messaging thread. So one way to think about it is imagine that you, at the center of it all, you have a messaging thread. And in that one simple context, You are able to upgrade the seat for your flight. You are able to configure your laptop. You are able to customize your burger. You are able to book your next Uber. What have you, whatever that business experience is, all of that across that entire spectrum can happen in that simple messaging thread context. And it also gives you a persistent dialogue which you can always come back to. So that's like the simplest way, not just in terms of where we are, from business messaging, but also the richness of interactions and experiences, which is more or less in the near term future, I'll say, as opposed to far out future. I think the example you gave, Jordan, we shouldn't be so dismissive of kind of how you phrased it, utility messaging. There's a tremendous amount of value to the consumer if the brand sends out the right utility messages in a timely fashion with enough detail right, for the consumer then to be aware of the status of a delivery. There's an issue with something being on back order or there's further data required to complete a purchase. So all of those things are important. But then the next step is what happens if the consumer actually has something that they want to inquire about? So you send them an update that says your item is delayed and they respond to that message by saying, you know, do I have other options? Can I pay for faster delivery? And now that turns into a customer care thread that goes back and forth between them and either a bot or a live human agent. So now we've shifted from a utility message to a customer care scenario that ultimately might end up with that brand actually selling that consumer something, or maybe even further down the line, marketing them a new product or service. It's a valid point. And it also kind of paints a picture, just teeing off from what Vikas shared in terms of how a business can gradually think about starting to build this messaging first strategy, 
right? Because there has to be a phased approach. And as we see in the market, working with so many of service providers and partners and tier one customers and small to medium businesses, is that the starting point is from the utility messages, because they do have immense value when you're talking about one-time password, notifications, emergency responses, updates on your shipment, and all of that. And from there, the next bucket of use cases essentially ends up being in customer service. From these two, then you start thinking about how do you deliver on richer experience for that base, which is essentially getting into two-way back and forth communication with your segment, which is where you're thinking about transactions, which is where you're thinking about conversations, conversions, and finally commerce, right? So I think it's it paints a phased approach in terms of use cases for businesses so that how can they progressively go from phase one to phase three, so to speak. And so Vikas, with that sort of crawl, walk, run roadmap that you laid out there about how you can go from that simple utility to those to that continue growing complexity of use cases, how should an advertiser or a business sort of be thinking about ways of moving through that journey and sort of how can products like customer help them on that journey as they begin to think about, okay, business messaging is more than just this utility thing, but it can go all the way to the very complicated end of being able to do these very deep, personalized interactions and engagements. It's really important for the brand to have context of who that customer or that cohort of customers is. Because what we don't want to do is shift to a new paradigm of communication channel, but bring forward a lot of the legacy baggage that we've had with traditional mediums, right? Like voice and email. So where a tool like customer comes into play is it provides the brand with a complete understanding of who that consumer is, what their relationship with the brand is, what orders they've placed, previous conversations they've had with that brand. So now, whether we're sending a utility message, right? A where is my order message? or taking on that customer care conversation, we have full context of what that relationship between the brand and the consumer is. So it doesn't live in this environment of who are you? What's your name? What's your order number? We don't want to have that same type of dynamic with the consumer in now a modern communication channel. And so I think one of the things that we've touched upon here is there is this evolving way of being able to communicate at scale with someone through business messaging. But given that business messaging is, it varies by market, it varies by country, it varies by age demographic or even demographics in general about which platform you use, like your expectations around how you expect that business to communicate with you. Miku, given that you work so closely with advertisers day in, day out, like what are some of the cultural and global trends that, that you're seeing around how business messaging is evolving in, in different parts of the world and the types of things that businesses will need to bear in mind as they start this journey? As even if it is personalization at scale through threads, it can't be one size fits all because every, potentially be different. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jordan. In that context, business messaging is both very unique and also to some extent challenging because the global trends, the paradigm shift and the cultural variations, they do play a bigger role in 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 the adoption and what users expect from the platform. So 
like one of the things just from a pure demography and trend perspective is you know as i shared more than 80% of millennials which is a key demographic for businesses today they prefer text over call there's like right there it's the first thing which makes it an imperative for businesses to start at least having a messaging strategy as part of their overall strategy even if they are not thinking about accelerating it to a messaging first strategy right because this is the demography where we have grown up in 140 characters world and they do not prefer to call if they don't have to and that's measured as the generation mute that's one term for it but it's about convenience it's about speed it's also about being asynchronous and getting things done so that's one second thing is as you start looking into some of the international markets and key trends there for india brazil mexico a very interesting usage of messaging as a core component or platform or system emerges from a small to medium businesses perspective so if you take a drive down in any of these regions you'll see that small to medium businesses they run their entire operation off of whatsapp as a channel for example in the markets which are whatsapp dominant meaning all the way from being discovered to providing that basic service to completing the transaction everything happens only in the context of whatsapp and in fact as you drive down you'll see that you just have green bricks with whatsapp numbers that's all which is needed there's nothing there in terms of a website name in terms of a domain in terms of a email it's only the whatsapp number that one number which does the entire business and supports the smbs so that's a very very interesting kind of a geographical pattern which you will see but i do want to call out that it's not just small to medium businesses for example we had a very successful partnership with uh, gm cli in latam where they ran a click to message ad campaign whereby let's say you see an ad for a new car and when you click on it it leads you into a text thread on the messaging platform of your choice but you get dropped into a conversation right away where you can start finding more information about the product that you are interested in have that conversation and finally lead to the transaction thing is gm running this campaign was able to sell more than 3000 cars in a month only on whatsapp as a channel so it's not so much about small to medium businesses or large businesses it's essentially about the user preference of having those experiences and interactions on the messaging thread which is the key core tenet of what is causing this change across many different regions and user behavior patterns i think what miku said is extremely interesting that not only is it the geographic variation that we see she also highlighted the demographic it's interesting some of our data which is one of the things as we look to the future our data shows that 46% of consumers think they'll use social mess- social messaging to communicate with brands more often in the next 5 years and 38% of those specifically on whatsapp so there's already that trend line of consumers moving to these channels so it's really important as we said earlier for brands to get prepared for that coming kind of environment where consumers want to be because if you're not there then certainly your competitors and others will be just to challenge that a little bit castic if i'm a business owner at the moment or you know a large brand and my current communication channels work okay like i've got my email dialed in and honed that over the years my 
customer service, my customer support center works great over the phone. All of the things that are going on in the world at the moment, like why should it be that businesses pay attention to this shift now versus doing it in a couple of years time or waiting a little bit longer? Like what is it that you want them to understand about the importance of why this should be something they should be thinking about today and not something to put off to 2023 or put off even further to 2024, for instance? So my counterpoint would be, Jordan, if everything is working well today, now is the time to start this journey. And we're not talking about biting it all off at once, right? So really thinking about your cohort of customers and starting with almost a small pilot group. So for example, if you are a traditional brand and you've got these channels that are working for you, that's great. So that allows you to start small maybe starting with a certain segment, geographic segment, or a certain demographic of your customer base, start there so you can start building the muscle, right? Start building the internal expertise, whether that's your automation and bot expertise, right? So start training your bots, but also training your human agents. So they're prepared as well for when you do start seeing more of your traffic convert from voice or email to these other channels over the next five years. I also think it's, to Vikas's point, it's also about you are a business, you're always thinking about growth. And your growth happens when you meet customers where they are and meet the preferences which they have. So even if it's working well today in terms of you having a reach out to via email or callback numbers, you are still losing that opportunity which is very unique to business messaging, that opportunity of having that connection and personal interaction with your existing base. Because email blasts and callbacks do not get you to that point of interaction and that personalization, which is why people are there on the messaging platform in the first place. Because the if you think about your interactions when you're interacting with your families or groups or the communities that you care about, having the trust and having that personal connection is a big part of it. And this is what you value even in business interactions, right? So that's one part of it that for your existing base too, you have the ability to do more, to deliver on richer experiences, which finally leads to commerce transactions, conversions. And then if you think about a completely different user base. For example, in India, we did a partnership launch with Geomart, whereby in the context of WhatsApp thread, you can now browse the grocery catalog of Geomart. You can put what you want in the cart, you can pay for it, and you can do the entire transaction in that simple WhatsApp messaging thread. Now, end-to-end shopping is not the highlight here. The highlight here is that the users who have never before done a digital transaction, the users who have who do not go and buy things off of a website, it's that profile, that massive profile of undigitized user base, which is able to do this in a messaging thread. So if you are starting to think about your growth strategy across different markets, if you're thinking about tapping into the massive user base, which is not yet fully digitized, or if you're thinking about improving the experiences for your existing base in any of the above three, you would want to have messaging as a core 
part of your strategy going forward in 2023? I think one of the things, Miku, you mentioned, which is extremely important, is the expectations of the consumer are different on these channels than they are on the traditional channel. So if I go back to what you said, Jordan, right, which is I've got email working, I've got voice working. That's great. But there's a missed opportunity there because reality is, let's take a quick example with an airline. I book a flight with an airline to travel with my family. They send me a quote unquote utility email just to let me know that my flight is delayed. Maybe I email them and we go back and forth and we rebook to a different flight. Fantastic. It all worked on email it would be very disruptive or almost awkward if suddenly that airline sent me an email before the children have their next holiday break to say, hey, Vickis, it was great working with you last time. Are you ready to plan your next vacation? However, that same message coming to me on Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, just as it would from a friend or family member, right? From a concierge travel person, and I'm giving them a fancy title, but really a human agent at an airline would almost be natural, right? To get a message in Facebook Messenger that said, hey, your kids' holidays are coming up. Are you ready to book your next trip? It wouldn't be as weird as if the airline emailed or called me. So I think that's one of the other opportunities here is continuing. We talk about continuous conversations or continuous threads, but it's really about continuing the relationship between the brand and the consumer that I don't think the traditional channels were, we weren't used to them being used in that form or fashion. That's fundamentally true, Vikas. And actually, there's an interesting study. There are many studies which points to the fact that roughly 70 to 75% of people just feel more connected to businesses when they can message them. It's this more about this mindset of what at the heart is driving a very different kind of expectation, even if you're doing the same things to your point, right? I can do the upgrade of my seat in many different ways. But here, when I start interacting with the agent, when I start building that relationship, that trust, then it sets the path for a lot of future experiences and conversions to happen, which is not the path which will be logical for email or a phone call. And so Mika, we've mentioned a couple of really good examples of how business messaging has been used or could be used in the real world today. And for anybody that hasn't started this journey yet, who is thinking about taking those first steps, we've spoken about how we want it to feel not like we're messaging friends, but it's in that same context. But you wouldn't expect or I wouldn't expect the brand or our brand to talk to me like I would talk to my friends on WhatsApp, for instance, that could probably get them in a lot of trouble. But more seriously, though, what are some of the things that we've mentioned a couple of the success stories, which is great. What other successes have you seen on business messaging? But most importantly, like, what are the the things that someone who is taking this journey for the first time or embarking on this, that first step on that crawl, walk, run that we described, what do they need to be mindful of and aware of to make sure that they set themselves up in the best way possible for it to be that right experience that we've been discussing so far? So I think, Jordan, there are a couple of questions here. One is just to kind of capture on where from Meta's perspective, what are some of the things we are seeing and more or less we are kind of really doubling down in terms of 
making it happen at scale. So there are two aspects here. One is what we call as a click-to-messaging paradigm or click-to-messaging ads, which will be, which is pretty much a natural extension of businesses who understand how to run their ad campaigns. But here what happens is that when business runs, for example, you have a way to click on a website, right? You have a way to place a call on a phone. And along that similar analogy, when you click on these ads, which are called click-to-messaging ads, then you have a way to drop into a chat thread on the platform of your choice. It could be Messenger, it could be Instagram or WhatsApp. And once you do that, then again, as I shared in case of you know GM's example, you were interested in a car, you clicked on that ad, GM ran a click-to-message ads with the platform of choice being WhatsApp so that you get dropped into the chat thread and there you continue your conversation and which finally leads to providing the user the information that they needed and to get the transaction done, right? So from an advertiser's perspective, we have talked so much about what is diff- what are the different expectations that users have. And click-to-messaging gives us that way in which you can kind of get into that personal, more connected conversation paradigm for any of these messaging platforms. So that's one thing which we are very, very excited about. The second one is what we're calling as WhatsApp extensions, where I'm very passionate about because essentially it's giving every single business, small, medium, large, doesn't matter. It's giving them a way to build their entire workflow of whatever that experience is. Like I shared in case of Geomart, you were thinking of end-to-end shopping. You might think of a way where if you are an American airline, you have the entire flow built in to upgrade the seat along with providing the discounted ads or coupons based on personalization, right? So any use case that you can think of, that you can imagine today, what we are doing back into Meta is we are providing the building blocks, which we are calling WhatsApp extensions, which gives you business a way to build that entire flow very easily and in a consistent way on top of those building blocks. So this way, we are actually kind of fueling the whole third-party ecosystem. So you can imagine a scenario where you can have hundreds and thousands of these interactions and experiences right in the context of the messaging thread. So these are the two kind of the big, uh, big investments we are making to accelerate that shift or adoption into the business messaging. Now, from a business's perspective, where do they start? There's a slightly different question. It depends on a lot of things which Vikas touched on. It depends on what is the target market that they are thinking of, right? How much do they want to start? Do they first want to start by just kind of investing in the utility messages, one-way messages, or do they want to bypass everything and just build a messaging first strategy? But whichever way they are thinking, I think that there's enough, at least within Meta's three platforms, to get you started, whether you're thinking like a GM or whether you're thinking like a small B business. We have the way, we have the APIs, we have the experiences to help you get started on that journey. And in terms of your other question, Jordan, which was around how should the brand communicate with the consumers? You know, should it sound like your friends? And in some cases, that might not be the best idea. I think everybody has to identify their brand voice, right? What is the voice that I want to have on these channels with my customers? And it's going to really vary from brand to brand. 
and maybe to a degree, depending on the cohort of customer you're dealing with, right? Maybe you want to deal with your VIP customers with a slightly different brand voice than you do. But generally speaking, I would say 99% of the businesses we deal with have a singular brand voice. So you can be quirky and fun and you can have that come through your messages, whether they're delivered by human agents or they're delivered by bots. Or if you're a, you know, a serious business, then you can have that you know, if you're a bank, as an example, you can kind of have that tone as well. So, you know, when it comes to how you communicate on these channels, I don't think the consumer necessarily is expecting you to talk like a friend or family member, but you should stay true to your brand voice. And I do think because one point here is though, whatever level, whatever is your brand voice, but there is this core aspect of trust, which is very highly weighted when it comes to interactions on messaging platform. I think that's something which brands have to be a little bit more kind of careful about because all said and done, at the end of the day, you are in a one-is-to-one, in many scenarios, you are in a one-is-to-one conversation with somebody on the other end, which is a very different kind of experience for both parties compared to email or compared to phone calls and things like that. So that's one. And second thing is that when you start thinking of messaging first or even messaging as a part of a strategy, from the brand's perspective, you do need to figure out to what extent you can handle that volume of traffic or conversation. How much can you actually support it in the backend? Because if you start that without the operational strategy in place, then it might hurt as opposed to help because if I'm there on the thread, I'm trying to ask information about a particular product and I don't get it, I'll be patient for certain amount of time, but you might also lose me as a user base, right? So I think it's very important to plan that how do you actually want to put your operations in place to support this new channel that you want to get to or go to market? Yeah, those are some really great points. And I think in particular, what you said around the the marketing in these channels. Because if you create a relationship with the consumer where you're only using it, quote unquote, for your benefit as a brand, right? Which is, I'm trying to sell more. So I'm just going to bombard you with marketing messages. There is a high likelihood that the consumer will ultimately block you, right? And not take those on anymore, right? And so you've lost that channel as a way to communicate with them. So that's why, you know, when we talk about utility and customer care, they're so important to building this channel as a trusted environment where the consumer is getting benefit as well. And that way, when you do market to them, there's a kind of a safe space, right? And being that you're doing it hopefully in a contextual fashion with offers that are appropriate for them, you're going to see a higher likelihood to convert. Absolutely. And so very practically, if I'm based on the discussion we've had, if I'm looking at this as from an outsider's perspective, and I see we've got three channels and they're in various strengths and various markets. And if I'm uh, operating in many markets, like, does that mean I therefore need to integrate with three separate different sets of technology to be able to communicate across all three of those channels? And then I think to the operational points that, that you raised, Miku, how, once I do get this live, how can I set myself up or how should I be thinking about making sure that when it does go live, that I'm not overwhelmed and provide that negative experience? Like Vikas, I believe customer can help in some regards in that respect. But those are two things that if I'm seeing this for the first time and hearing about this, I'd be naturally thinking, okay, like 
how do I make sure I have good strategies to solve both of those problems and aren't, aren't going to spend the next 18 months building three separate integrations and then get bombarded and it all fall down at the end of the day. But how can you make me feel more comfortable about both of those situations? So I think one of the things to consider is I've mentioned the term automation or bot quite a bit during the course of this conversation. And there's a real opportunity when you open up these channels to have a lot of communication with significant number of consumers within your prospect base or customer base. So automation is a key way to make sure that you are direct A, directing these folks appropriately, right? Is this a customer service issue? Is this a sales issue? Allowing them to self-serve themselves if it's an inquiry that they have. So I think automation has to be a key piece of your strategy. Then when it does get to a live human agent, really having a single pane of glass where they can work regardless of channel. So whether somebody comes in via WhatsApp or Instagram direct message or Facebook messenger, a single clean plane of glass that the human agent can work from to identify who that customer is, what that relationship with your brand is, and effectively communicate back. So those are some of the things to think about. But in, in terms of which channel do I choose, it goes back to really identifying your cohort of customer and where they want to communicate with you. So not really dictating as a brand, well, we want to be on WhatsApp because this is where we want to be. If all your consumers are on Instagram, then that makes sense to really look at that as maybe the initial channel that you start out with. So it's very important to look at where do your consumers want to engage with you and then making sure you have an effective strategy, as Miku said, operationally, using automation and your human agents to handle that that load when folks do reach out to you. And uh, just to add to that, I think, Jordan, from a technical solve perspective, we will have a way where we can deliver a unified, like a single API. And so you don't have to do the integration or the implementation one per platform, right? But it's more about go-to-market, as we discussed, the user behaviors and patterns across Different cultures and geographies are different. And there you might want to figure out from go-to-market perspective which platform you at least want to start with. Now, also thinking of if you think about click-to-message ads, which I touched upon, then here uh, you have a choice, right? So you have a choice of um, which messaging app you want your users to click to. You can also just simply select all messaging apps destination for that and then leveraging the capabilities of AI, ML and algorithms and all of that. The systems that we have will be able to deliver it to the right messaging platform where you have the maximum chances of conversions. There's a lot of this which can be solved from a technology solve perspective from the augmentation between the human and the AI when it comes to smarter chatbots or virtual assistants, that's also there. The only piece where you as a business want to think a little bit deeper into is, again, the user behavior, which changes. So what are the key markets that you want to get to and which platform gives you the fastest path from go-to-market perspective of success? So there you might want to optimize your ad campaigns differently, for example, but from integration, technology, optimization, recommendation, all of that that's there, right? That's not something that you need to worry about and invest so much one per platform paradigm. We have 
going to be there as a single way in which you can address all three. And so we've covered a lot and we're coming up to the end of our time today. And I'd love for each of you to share what would be the most important concept or idea for someone who is about to start this journey to make sure that they have at the front of their mind as they they begin really trying to embrace the concept of how something like business messaging can help them over the next two, three, four, five years and beyond. So, you know, Vikas, like from your point of view, what would be that that most important thing that they should have at the front of their mind? The most important thing is that you have to get going. And I say that because if you don't, you are going to be left behind. So, okay. So the impetus is get going. I think we've already covered quite a bit in terms of how you get there, in terms of this crawl, walk, run approach, looking at cohorts of customers. But my advice to anybody would be really get started. Yeah, and I can't beat that advice because which you just gave. The only thing I would say is that it does feel overwhelming, you know, the the pace at which you want to keep up because it is the acceleration is happening at such a crazy speed. But then you have a way where you can first start by having messaging as a part of your strategy and then get to a messaging first paradigm, right? So so that gives you a way. There are so many ways in which we are seeing businesses do this. For example, starting from key priority markets and then rest of the world, starting from utility messages, then rest of the use cases, starting from a heavily augmented manual kind of a customer service support, and then finding a way to scale it with uh, AI-enabled virtual assistants, starting from one messaging platform, one API integration before going to the generics. There are so many different ways in which you can carve out a strategy. But to Vikas's point, getting started, I think that needs to happen now because the user behaviors are there today. And that's a segment which is mostly untapped and ready to be tapped because of the personal experiences which they have had. So it's an opportunity lost where the starting cost is not so high, but the cost of delaying it for you know another 18 or 24 months, that's going to be very expensive from a business growth perspective. And so Miku, Vikas, thank you very much for the discussion today. I guess very lastly, Vikas, we've mentioned customer a couple of times with a K. If anyone wanted to learn more about what it is, what it can provide, where should they go? Fantastic. www.customerwithak.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'd like to thank our guests, Miku Ja and Vikas Bambri, for sharing their insight and time with us. To learn more, you can find links on any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. Mm-hmm.